All right, Spencer. So there's an elephant in the room here. We wrote a book on dating and then a book on engagement, but let's just talk about the elephant first that comes up over the horizon, and that is the book on dating. And by the sheer fact that we titled the book on dating is controversial. Yes. Why? It's controversial because dating in our culture is typically aimed at nothing. And so Christians rightly have a response to that that says we live in a culture of, man, like casual sex. Um, we live in a hookup culture where people get together um, just for their own selfish ends of how do you make me feel? Uh, do you make me feel pretty? Do you make me feel nice? Do you make me feel handsome? Um, do you give me pleasure? Uh, and then it just disconnects and it violates the marriage bed. It, it violates pretty much many things that we hold precious right. as Christians. And then they say, okay, so you're going to take that label, dating, and slap it on to something that Christians do? Uh, I don't think we should do that. So I think that's that's typically the reason why. Why would we Why would we want to participate in something that the world does? Okay. So you know the Bible doesn't say anything about dating, right? Not true. <laughs> <laughs> it better say something about dating because we just wrote a book about it. So, okay, so... But let's be real, it doesn't use the word dating. That's right, yes. doesn't use the word engagement. It's got words like betrothal. Mm-hmm. Um, you got arranged marriages in the book of Genesis. Yeah. Um, yet, we're here saying the Bible says something about dating. Yeah. How can it be true that mm-hmm. the Bible says things about dating, yet doesn't use the language of dating? Yeah, I, I think... I think the way to approach that question is not to get super caught up in titles. So does the Bible use the word dating, but to really talk about what's happening inside of dating. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing that God really cares about inside of a dating relationship are two people. And if we're Christians here, it's two people in Christ's that in Christ that have the Holy spirit inside of them. And they're trying to walk by the spirit inside of a dating relationship. So in the same way that you look at a guy who's working a job and it's saying, oh, well, God said, God says nothing about plumbing right. in the Bible. Well, we say what, what's who this plumber is as a person. That's what, that is what matters. And so there's a great need because Christians love marriage. And in order to get married, we need to understand each other and know each other and spend time with each other. Uh, and so what we're seeking to answer in our book and what we're seeking to answer in general is to give people tools inside of the local church that can say, let's let's navigate this season, who we are inside of this big category called dating in a God-honoring way. So I want to remind you of uh, a time when I was working on that chapter about breaking up yeah. and I wanted to title it, whatever you do, whether you eat, drink, or break up, do it under the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And I, that's not the title of the chapter because it got shut down. Just, just, a, <laughs> friendly, just a friendly reminder. <laughs> but... But that's basically what you're saying, is the Bible has sufficiently given us everything we need for life and godliness to glorify God in the context of the American culture thing, which we're calling dating. That's right. Um, Okay, so you haven't mentioned the word courtship yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you against courtship? No, not at all. 
I, I, I honestly, at the end of the day, I think what we propose in our book, whether you call it dating or courtship, uh, I think once again, it's a title and it matters who you are inside of it. So I can be in a courtship relationship and navigate the relationship in a way that's contrary to God's word. And so mm. what I'm arguing, and I think what we're arguing in our book is saying like, let's not get so caught up in the titles here of what we're calling this relationship. Let's spend a lot more time uh, putting the emphasis on what the Bible puts the emphasis on is our heart, our character, who we are, mm. and uh, what we're valuing inside of these relationships. So let's let's dive in here. So you have dating. Yeah. You're not saying we should just, you know, date a different person each weekend. Mm-mm. You're saying we should date what? To get married? Yes. I think that... So like date number one, you're thinking about marriage. No, <laughs> not necessarily. But you that. just said, yeah. I the way the way I would the way I would I would frame this if I was talking to a single guy or a single girl who says I'm about to go on a date. How should I think about it? I'd say, well, you need to think about it with purpose. You need to think about it with the things that God values in your mind. So, and that is dramatically different from how the world thinks about dating. And so instead of going into a date and saying, I'm going to go in asking the question, does this person make me feel good? Does this person bring me pleasure? Does this person, uh, as 1 John 2 describes worldliness, meet the desires of my eyes, the desires of my flesh and my pride, but instead saying, what does God value? What will abide forever? And I think the Bible gives all kinds of categories for those things. So going into the first date, not saying, is this person my husband? I wonder if they are saying, is this person godly? Asking a question like that and then seeking to explore who they are uh, with that big biblical category in your head. So in First Timothy 3, you are given qualifications for an elder. But for any Christian man, I would say those are great aspirations to work towards. And so maybe a, a, a Christian girl can say, you know, I'm, I'm just going to keep those categories in my head. And as I talk to this guy on our first, second, third date, I just want to ask questions toward those end to see what his character is like. And that honors God because it lifts up what God values and not what the world values in that first, second, third date. Okay. So purpose on pressure off. Yeah. Now, what would you say to the person who says, okay, I agree dating with a purpose, but I I do feel the pressure of that first date. I'm thinking, is this the person I want to marry? And then it gets a little awkward and you're like, you know, I don't know if you're getting coffee, if you're like out at, you know, the Golden Corral and he just like brought you over a big swath of, you know, cotton candy. And you're like, man, is this the one? Is this the one? Is this the one? What would you say to that person whose thoughts are racing? Is this the one while he's bringing over the, you know, the chocolate covered strawberries from the Golden Corral fountain? <laughs> I, I would I would say don't go to Golden Corral. Is that what that's the first thing I would say is what are you doing at Golden Corral? No, no offense against Golden Corral. Um, They're the sponsor for this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I would just say that that purpose is not meant 
to crush you. Okay, so so you know you, you you thinking about First Timothy three and all the godly characteristics of a man, and you're thinking about all the different qualities that uh, that the that the Lord lays out in Galatians five for the fruits of the spirit, and you're like, oh, are these there? Are these there? I need to know because I, if I get married to this person, I need to know that these things are there. And I would just say, as a general principle, recognize, slow down, and just recognize like this person is just like me. They are a Christian, which means they have a story of how God has saved them. That takes time to get to know. Um, they uh, are growing right now in Christ-likeness. Um, and that takes time to see and observe and understand what their walk with the Lord is like. Um, and so I would just say that recognizing that all those things are not things that you find out and maybe a two-hour conversation, but to say, this person is dynamic. This person is uh, a lot like me and that they have a story, they have a testimony, Mm -hmm. they have lots of different facets of who they are that I need to get to know. And I can't just get to know it all uh, here over this, you know, steak dinner or golden corral. I need, I want to see them inside the local church. I want to see them around their friends. I want to see uh, them maybe even in trials that they're experiencing in their own life because I can see uh, God's pruning work in their life and see them be fruitful. Uh, so all of those things, I think, are important things to recognize that kind of anchor you to say, I need to be patient. I need a little bit of time to see these things. Hmm. All right, one more question. Yeah. Your wife, Taylor. Yeah. Where did you take her on your first date? We went to... Golden Crow? No. We went to Please and Thank You Coffee in downtown Louisville. That's right. Uh, you remember that? I do remember that. Sorry, <laughs> in, I had a in moment the middle, I... In the middle of August, uh, we sat outside. She got this, this crazy looking tea that had like a plant coming out of it. And I got a coffee drink with a mar- big marshmallow in it. And uh, I, asked, I, I all I did in that first date is I asked Taylor to share her testimony with me. And I asked her to tell me uh, why she cared about biblical counseling, which is what she was studying in college. Ah, So that's all we did. I completely forgot that you also asked me to play the violin in the background. You were going to pay me by the hour. (laughs) (laughs) Can't believe that slipped my mind. I did not do that. (laughs) That's so funny. Great. Thanks, man.